Welcome to Podheim, Jurok's Valheim podcast. Let's give him the business. Hey everybody, today is June 28, 2022. I'm your host, Jurok the Viking, and joining me today are my fellow Vikings, Gwen the Shield Maiden. Hello, hello. Shield Maiden, Morning Darkness. Hello. Viking Gorthar. Hi there, everyone. And joining us for the first time is Bambi the Shield Maiden. Hello, thank you for having me. Hi, Bambi. Welcome to the podcast. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. Glad to yes, be here. Very, very exciting. <laughs> Uh-oh, what do you have in mind? <laughs> <laughs> Bambi's one of my clanmates. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, yeah. Bambi is um, a community manager and helper on my servers, and uh, yep, helps us with the community quite a bit. She's pretty awesome. And not only that, but mm-hmm. I have a little announcement for the others on the podcast. Bambi is going to be joining us as a permanent member on the podcast as whenever she's available. <laughs> ah, Yay! Nice. Yay! Very good. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. Don't make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of my favorite people to talk to on the server in general. So that I just get to talk to you more. I'm excited. Gosh, guys, really stop it now. I'm really going to blush. <laughs> 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 well, so, uh, Bambi, can you tell us what part of the world are you from? Well, I'm from the Netherlands. Ah, the Netherlands. So... Yeah, my English uh, English isn't my native language. Language, so if I make mistakes, please bear with me. Oh no, you you do great. It's fine. Y- your your English is much better than my Netherlandish. <laughs> see, I don't, <laughs> you mean Dutch? <laughs> yeah, see, I don't even know what language you guys speak over there. How, how terrible is that? <laughs> um, so tell tell us, Bambi, uh, what were some of your favorite games before you discovered Valheim? Well, really early on, it was Commander Keen. I don't know if you guys know that. That was really early on. No, I'm not familiar with that game. What kind of game is that? That's a platform game, but it was, uh, it's a DOS game. So it's really old. Oh. Mm. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> and, you feel old. <laughs> and more recently, what kind of games did you play before Valheim? Uh, I played Sims uh, 1 to four uh i really like building the, the the houses and decorating them and uh tycoon games like roller coaster tycoon and zoo tycoon yes zoo tycoon i played that that was one of the only games along with the sims that i used to play did you did you have any of the extensions yeah i have all of them right yes, now i never played but i just have to have them <laughs> so you had the sea one and the dinosaur one right yeah 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 was your favorite thing also with the dinosaur one to unleash the T-Rex and the Velociraptors on the guests? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you yeah. played it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, after that, I got introduced into Lore of the Rings Online. Ooh. And I played it for 12 years. Oh, wow. Even met my husband on there. Oh, no way. Oh. Yeah, and we are known as the first uh, couple that had the first Lord of Rings Online twins ever known. So that's uh, pretty neat. Oh. We can send them uh, like a birth uh, card. 
And so that was really nice. Yeah. What is he from the Netherlands also? Yeah. Oh, wow. Even in my own province. So I didn't have to move really far to uh, move in. <laughs> oh, lucky you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Convenient. Wow. What a, what a fun coincidence. Yeah. Um, well, so tell us, how did you eventually find Valheim and, and start playing it? Well, Lord of the Rings Online, it's an awesome game, but it uh, got pretty grindy as a lot of MMOs. So I was kind of done with it. And then another kin member, I, I was one of the leaders of the, the biggest Dutch kins on the server. And he told me about Valheim and he showed me like the, the trailer of Valheim. And I was like, yeah, I need to try this. So then I got hooked. <laughs> awesome. So, so were you playing Valheim by yourself at first or did you play with some other people? Yeah, first by myself, but then a lot of other kin members from Lord of the Rings Online were like, yeah, we're going to try this. Uh, the game was really cheap, so let's try it and uh, play on the server together. But yeah, same story as with everybody. They all left, and I uh, stayed there together with Mandos. Another we one of our clan members. Yeah, we were kind of a, a married couple on the server, even though we never met in real life. But he played Lord of the Rings online for about 12 years as well. So, Oh, nice. So I'm guessing at, at some point uh, the, the people you were playing with uh, from Lord of the Rings online stopped playing and you were looking. Yeah, they for, all went back. You were looking for somewhere else to play. How, how did you or what, what convinced you to uh, play on my servers? Well, to be honest, it was Mandos. He found you. He saw the video about the Elder Hub. You spawned the Elder in. And he showed me that. And he was like, Bambi, come on. You need to come over here. Give up the server you have with the Lord of the Rings Online players. They're not, never come, coming back. You need to come here. So, yeah, awesome. I, I signed up. And I did the interview, did the tour. And, uh, yeah, never left. <laughs> <laughs> So you have Mandos to blame for me being here. <laughs> I, I was just going to say we have Mandos to thank, but yeah, if you want, we can, Yay, we can blame Mandos. him. <laughs> thank you, Mandos. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's so awesome to have you, and I look forward to having you on future podcasts when time permits. Well, thank you. So we're going to talk about a little bit of Valheim news now. Gwen, do you want to get us going with that? Yeah, there's in the last two weeks, there's been quite a few news. First one was a teaser pictures, I'm guessing, or was it a video that we got? It, gosh, it's so long ago and I was also away, so I didn't follow very closely. But there was something about Mislands teasers and black marble build pieces. I think it was a video. Uh, there was a video, a short, a short gif of the video. And just yeah. those moving pieces around so it built looks like yeah we're going to be able to move use those for building right yeah so i'm guessing it was one of the developers that posted probably jonathan uh or maybe grimcore who posted that on twitter like they they, they like to tease out information uh post images videos on twitter uh and uh yeah it was a, vi a short video or gif showing some new build pieces that we will get so all if you remember the last team community post that they did where they were showing those big buildings and um there was like some bridges and some buildings with big columns that looked like they were made out of a different stone i think that's what they're showing and it, it they've confirmed that it will be a buildable piece so that's pretty exciting. That's exciting news for all the builders because I don't think 
We expected much new build content since Hearth and Home has focused mostly on the building. Yeah, you, you, you can't see me, but my feet are just absolutely dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I confirmed um, with Smithe that in addition to the build pieces, you know, there's the new assets, of course, that there will be in the new biome and in the new dungeons, you know. That made me excited because uh, we, as admins, we'll also be able to have access to spawn those in and decorate those for, yeah. for special mm -hmm. things, just like with everything else from yeah. all the previous biomes. So, yeah, lots of new build pieces for players and admins. That's going to be super cool. What else are we yeah. news that we get? So they have uh, changed the location of uh, the, the game world saves to world local. Um, I think that kind of goes with some of the changes they've done in the last patch, I believe, um, except for us and for anyone with dedicated servers. Was that the one that kind of caused things to break momentarily? Yeah, there was a big confusion <laughs> everywhere with that update. Yeah, well, I think we'll talk a bit more about that later, uh, how we handled it on our server. But yeah, I think it was... Uh, uh, a bit of a panic moment for many people and uh, that was promptly fixed with a patch. So um, yeah, it seems like uh, that's probably it in terms of the main changes I've done in terms of the uh, it, the way the worlds and um, servers save, which is good. So we should have a bit of stability now moving forward. Uh, they also teased a couple of other things. I can't remember where that was teased. Was it a, a Steam community post or an image? But Oh no! It was a video, wasn't it? The the two handed sword and the uh, the tick monster from the Mistlands were were just, I believe, a Twitter image. And there was also the fishes. And then yeah, the yeah, there was a lot of things. There, there Are you sure it was? I felt like it was a Steam community post because there was a lot of different things that were revealed. Wow. There we go. So for Tolkus, Goth, and everyone else who's been asking. <laughs> for ages about 200 swords it's <laughs> confirmed it's coming 200 Finally. weapons Finally. well 200 swords oh. so i know a lot of people were dreaming of having like a long sword in the game so it seems like it's uh it's coming Finally. and it's looking pretty cool yes long swords is going to change the the play style a little bit that along with the other yeah. additions that they're going to do um i'm expecting happy times <laughs> yeah so that's pretty cool. And then they announced one of the Mistlands monsters. So if you don't want spoilers, uh, skip a couple of seconds or a minute ahead, or maybe 30 seconds ahead. Um, but they have announced that uh, one of the mobs uh, against uh, that you'll be fighting against in the Mistlands will be a giant tick. I remember now they announced it. Uh, they announced it in the summer, the midsummer. Uh, patch release yeah. when they yep. showed all the new content did we even talk about the new flower crown and the banners and all of that um well, yeah we talked about that though the week previous i believe oh okay yeah okay so as a follow-up to that then they uh talked about and the reason the reasoning they they uh, mentioned around the ticks is that it, apparently in sweden and uh scandinavia you find a lot of ticks out in the wild in the summer and i don't know if you've uh, ever had to deal with ticks mm. i have unfortunately because i have uh, had dogs for quite some time and ticks are disgusting they're awful i 
Don't they exist I really before? wish that they picked another bug. I, I would have been okay with spiders. I know a lot of people <laughs> no, wouldn't be, but no. ticks are so gross. Yeah, yeah. we have they're them not here as in California. Scandinavian animal. They're worldwide animal. Yeah, yeah. It's, I found it like a, an odd choice of creature, but I'll play along with it. I, I I sense that they probably initially wanted to go with spiders because you know the spider webs and stuff. It, it was kind of going that way. But maybe they didn't because there are so many people who are uh, arachnophobic. Um, so maybe they wanted to do something that l- kind of looks like a spider, but isn't actually a spider. But it, the result is even worse, yeah, the res- in my opinion. The like, it's so gross. <laughs> it's just that big body, like the body one is like full of blood. It's so disgusting. I, I hate ticks because they almost killed my puppy when I, it was my first dog. I was, you know, it was my my little baby. Um, beautiful Akita Inu, and she almost died because of a tick. She got like one of the diseases that you that pets can get through ticks, yeah. and uh, it was like such a stressful time because she was still a puppy, and it was pretty much life or or death. Um, one evening, we were, the vet was like, "Yeah, not sure." They they tried to treat her, but they were like, "Yeah, she might not make the night," and it was such a horrible time. So I hate ticks for that reason, and I'm gonna. If if I have to fight them in the game, I'll I'll just <laughs> exact fight them revenge. with such vigor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, to be fun. honest, I'm really glad that it's not spiders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people spiders. are. When's <laughs> gonna get aggressive in game? What? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna kill those things like it's uh yeah. I only have one question about the ticks: is do they swell up the more people they kill? <gasps> or do oh. they do they start like looking like a little creature that just starts to like like in real life? Maybe they swell like up so big, uh, and when you kill them, they splat in this big, huge blood splatter all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> gross, so gross. gross. And, then gross. You, and then you get a disease effect that you have to take a potion, a mead for to cure it. Poison. You get poison. Oh my goodness! It's right. It's already there. It's already. I can there, already. Mechanics yeah. in there. I can already imagine the attack animation being something so gross, like the thing just like, maybe it's if it attacks like other mobs, like the uh, rabbits that will get, what will it do to those poor rabbits? Maybe it will attach to them and just like stay there like the actual parasites. Can you imagine walking around in your locks with ticks? (laughs) When I was disgusting. When I was talking to Smithay about it, he 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 could have been teasing me, but he here in his message he says, "It's a tick. They drink blood. They crawl up on you, bite, then suck your blood." <laughs> so oh I don't know if that's the actual what happens, or if they just kind of uh, like try to attack you and run off. But it was uh, well. Here's my uh, my prediction of uh, what drops there will be: blood bags. Yes, makes sense. When you kill them, you probably Perfect would get sense. blood bags because it makes sense. And I mean, it's also blood bags yeah. are such a pain to source if yeah. you're not near swamps. Yeah. And are they going to be the insect that's going to create those 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 webs? Because if so, it might also drop that kind of item, that kind of material. I don't, I don't think ticks make any sort of. I don't. I don't no. think so. No. No. They, <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I would select I another animal for the more. game, but there'll be more mobs. Well, they've let's been see. they've been pretty clear about each thing needing its own purpose and not th- things not being redundant. So I would be really surprised if it drops blood bags, but 
Um, I I would imagine there'd be some kind of blood related thing associated with with the tick. I don't know, because like for the abomination, they made Guck one of the drops. I think they're doing that in some cases when they see that uh, one resource or material is very difficult to obtain. So to reduce the grind slightly, that could be a way to do it. the, the bat strap leather scraps, which yeah. if you tame boars are absolutely useless. So I would mm. argue that that perhaps. There you go. <laughs> so there is a history of it. Iron, yeah. Iron Gate, look we at have, your redundancies. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uncovered them here on Jirox Podcast. <laughs> just kidding. We love you. Yeah. yeah. But with the blob bags, what what else would they drop then? If it has to be a new item, yeah. Mm, well, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah, maybe can't a we- have everything spoiled for us. Maybe a, <laughs> maybe a weird veiny, veiny sack that you can sew into a backpack, and so you got this tick backpack <laughs> to carry oh, extra stuff. <laughs> Gross! That you can upgrade. That you can so upgrade with some blood. You yeah. put some blood on the backpack, and it grows, and it gives you more inventory. Oh that's, my god! No! That's, no! That's, that's, oh, that's that could that's be a, a big fat no from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else? What else? What other news? There's a few other things, right? Yeah, so as part of that same community post, they also showed the actually uh, in-game rendered version of the new Missilence Forged uh, Forge, because last time they only showed us a concept art, so now we see it modeled in-game, and it looks pretty true to the concept art, so that was uh, that was cool. Uh, did anyone notice anything on that it, it model? Lo- it, it lost the, the runestones, I think. On the sides. Oh, the ones on the sides? The yeah. red runestones are not there anymore. Yeah, I was really hoping that those would follow over because it looked cool and was like the first hint at more things having some kind of runic look. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then the, uh, the final announcement in that series of teasers was that they will introduce... I, I don't know if they will introduce more fish. I can't remember exactly the phrasing, but they are going to make fish... Uh, scale jump and be able to be mounted on stands so you can have your own billy the talking fish in your tavern if you want <laughs> or whatever it's called <laughs> press the button and it will uh... <laughs> yeah exactly. directly from from their post uh their on their blog sheet they said there will be new types they'll come in different sizes and you'll be able to mount the most impressive catches on stands and of course they, can, ju- they can jump which they had a little animation on uh, Twitter of them jumping around. I think it was Jonathan that posted that. I wonder if you can catch them midair if they jump. I if- hope they make a fishing net. Well, yeah. I'm not fishing net. I'm going to catch them with oh. an arrow. Ooh, a, a big, them with an arrow while they're flying. A big tick well, one thing that- bag fishing net. <laughs> 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 one thing that I always uh, wanted to do is like, yeah, either the nets or use the spear to fish we should be able no. to throw the spear in the water and and fish uh, fish like that yeah. rather than just w- waiting and buying a fishing rod but um I mean, yeah it's <laughs> yeah yeah well it's uh, a risk you have to take if you want that fish wrap yeah but yeah the one thing that i'm surprised about is uh the fact that they're doing already some changes to the ocean biome, because in the very first roadmap that they had posted, it was going to be a, a completely different update. Um, after the Mistlands, they would focus on the ocean biome and um, 
add more content to that. So I wonder if they're going to still do that in, as a separate biome update or if they're just going to do small tweaks to the ocean that they'll wrap into the Missilands update and the next update after that. Maybe they'll do the same thing they did with the caves. Just once the Missilands are done, just add on something up mm. to the biomes. Yeah, but the to be biomes. honest, the, the fishes aren't... Uh, the fish, sorry, Burdak. The fish are... Uh, <laughs> Aren't in the ocean. They are in the normal water, close to the the edge of the land, right? Up to the coast. Yeah, There's actually, coast. that's a good point. But, well, no, you you can't really find fish out in the open ocean. You can only oh, find them the because they aren't in the ocean biome. Yeah, you can fish in the ocean, but they're a bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, they're they're huge and they slither and they roar, right? Mm-hmm. They're yeah, lucky. they scream at you. Yeah. Well, cool. Lots of interesting stuff to look forward to. And, uh, of course, over the last uh, two weeks, because last week we had a, an interview with a um, wonderful modder named Jules uh, that we posted that interview last week. So we have two weeks to catch up with. So some of the videos I posted, I have a video that covers the new black marble build pieces Another video that covers the new two-handed sword and the Mislin's pick monster. Another one that covers the Mislin's forge, now that it's fully rendered from the Photoshop uh, drawing that we got originally. And another video that covers the Mislin's fish and shows everything, the, an the little animation they did and some of the images they posted. So, yep, check those out if you haven't seen them. And morning, what about you? Did you get any videos up here in the last week or two? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm mostly staying consistent. I'm not going to have any new videos um, for the next week. But I, you know, I've done another no map run. There's going to be another no map run up before the um, this podcast is released. <laughs> and then I've been working on my playground treehouse for the competition on your server. Mm, nice that we're having in what a month from now a little bit yeah three weeks from now and it's so funny people look at it they're like oh this is so incredible i'm like i don't even think i have a chance i want to finish my house <laughs> but i don't even think i have a chance because it's funny i've looked at some of the other uh tree houses and at first it was like no you can't come you're going to be judging i'm like no no i'm, <laughs> I'm entering I've been working on this treehouse for more than six months. Condo has even made fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like my, uh, my, my hut that I'm going to enter in the tiny house build that basically was, yeah, one of the first builds I did and is still not finished. <laughs> it's been over Great. six months. Oh, gosh. No, the scale of my treehouse is egregious. <laughs> I'm already at 1,300 instances, and I only just now got the roof over half of it. Oh my gosh. I don't even have walls yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been working on that. And then I did build the Haunted Sewers POI. I used uh, plan build pieces from Darkest Sunshine, who's a Twitch, uh, a Twitch streamer. Uh, he was very kind to gain, grant me access to his beautiful sewer set. Uh, and I, I feel like I put together like a reasonable thing. I had too many instances, so I couldn't populate the top of it like I wanted to. Uh, but it, I think it came out all right. I know people have gone through it once. I don't know if anyone else has gone through it, but I did yeah. stream it. 
I haven't published the VOD yet because I'm waiting for other players to get a chance to go through it so that I don't post spoilers. Someone, but, someone uh, has gone through it the other day by himself. Uh, found someone oh. doing it. Yeah. Someone oh, through the whole cool. thing by himself. And I don't know who it was. Interesting. I don't know. Okay. Not sure, but someone did. It was a pretty neat one. Very neat. Thanks. Um, so yeah, as soon as as soon as I get back from vacation, I'll post up that VOD. And then uh, there's a new... I don't know if you want to edit this out, Jirok, but there's a new feature on my stream that I'm doing right now that while I'm playing Valheim, um, my kid brought up some books to me when I was doing a no map. And I couldn't not read him a book when he came to me. So I'm reading a book and my entire chat was going nuts. They're like, this is the most wholesome thing I've ever heard. You know, and people <laughs> love it. So now it's actually a feature when I stream for Twitch is people can actually redeem channel points and have me read them a children's book. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that, that's so nice. <laughs> that one, yeah, that's one way to, uh, you know, stand out. And also maybe reach a different audience, a new audience of kids. Gosh. Well, it's definitely not. It's no, no. I it, it's eighteen plus. Like I, I do not guard my language. I do not make it. You know, <laughs> but it's really, it's really funny because people are are enjoying it. And you know, I'll I'll read stories that you know the ABCs of D and D, and people are like, "This is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have to read a story on Playground now as well, like Izzy did. Like, I cannot compete with Izzy. No, no. Izzy is amazing. Yeah, that was truly awesome. Well, yeah, it's funny how you just kind of stumble into these little things as a content creator that people enjoy. And then, you know, it can, it can end up steering you in that direction if you enjoy doing it and people enjoy, you know, being exposed to it. There's a lot of different things that, that I've done, too, that. I, I I have come from the audience, like my saying, give them the business. <laughs> like, I just said it once in passing and people kept bringing it up. So I, I embraced it, but you just never know. You really have. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what they're going to like. And just like, trying different things is, is good because they're going to latch on to something. So Gwen, I, uh, I didn't see any videos pop up for you over this last week or two. So what have you been up to? Yeah, I've been really busy with work and also away uh, the past two weeks. So didn't really get a chance to put videos out, but I've got so many ideas and a long list of things that I want to put out. But in the meantime, as I'm exploring the country, it's summer here in the UK. So I'm taking advantage of that. And wherever we can on the weekends or when we have time off, we go away and uh, explore places in the UK. And I love history and I love like visiting historical buildings and castles and so on. So I've been, for those who follow me on uh, on Instagram, I'm, I'm Gwenda Shilmaiden on Instagram as well. I'm posting often like pictures and like stories of my explorations for those who are also history nerds like me. Um, and uh, and yeah, so I've been kind of more posting on, on Instagram, just those short kind of updates of what I'm up to uh, doing my living my best shield maiden life, uh, whether it's with reenactment or visiting uh, historical places while I'm not playing on Valheim. And yeah, I have a few ideas uh, around that as well. I know some people have been interested in uh, how to actually dress like a Viking. And I, I sew for those who 
follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm uh, an expert at sewing in like one night <laughs> a whole Viking tunic. So I have been doing a bit of that. I might do a bit more. I might even do a video about how to make a Viking tunic in real life. Maybe even one that is a lot like one in the game. Who knows? Who knows? So quite lots of plans, Ooh. but uh, yeah, no chance to actually put out a video yet. But by the time this vid, this podcast is out, maybe I will have posted something if I have enough time in the week to edit. But yeah, I don't I don't like making promises because I'm not the most consistent person <laughs> on YouTube. And I just want to take a quick break from the show to share with you one of my sponsors, The Grimfrost, an amazing company that sells really, really cool Viking products. They have over a thousand different modern and historical Viking products. If you're interested, you should check them out. I have a link in the description or you can go to my website, jirokthevikingcom slash Grimfrost. Now back to the show. Uh, so yeah, we'll go and talk about uh, some server and event news, things that are going on on my servers. Morning, you want to start us off? Yes, I would love to. So in this past two weeks, we've had a number of new members coming. I believe part of it has to do with a lot of the videos that you've been posting, Jirok, with the new content that we're seeing from, from Iron Gate news and all that. But also... Your season two release is coming up uh, and the deadline, yeah. I think, for people to sign up for that is coming up too, right? Well, yeah, the the, dead, the deadline is uh, this Sunday, July 3rd, I believe. That's just to make it for the starting weekend. And then if they want to sign right. up the, uh, for the following Monday, uh, they can. But if they want to get in on, on that first weekend, they want to sign up by the third. That's where yeah. the oh, and, and, and by the way... Uh, by the time this podcast is out, if you're listening to this on the day it's out on Friday, tomorrow we're holding a live Q&A on Jirok's channel to answer all your questions about season two. So if you're still on the fence or if you want more information and interact with the community, join us. It's at 8 p.m. GMT, I think, no, 8 p.m. UK time. So GMT plus one, which is noon Pacific, I believe. Sounds right. Yep. And it will be on Jirok the Vikings YouTube channel. I think the UK uh, so, is only seven hours ahead right now. Isn't that true? No, because we're all on the. Uh, oh, did you time guys now. switch? So it's eight yeah, thirty. We're now right not now on GM. You? Yeah, we're not okay. on GMT anymore. We're on BST, <laughs> British Summer Time. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh! Just get the European clock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we have a number of new members who have joined the server. So yeah. I would like to give a great welcome to our new members, Stormcrow, Madstone, Damien, Shimasani. I hope I say that right. Yes, yes. <laughs> Shimasani, yay. And Yagare Grotman. Welcome, welcome. We are so pleased to have you join our community and to welcome. adventure with us onto the season two, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. And uh, start thinking about uh, which one of the season two servers you want to join, whether it be the regular survival version or the no map version, where I think a few of us here, a few of you here are going to do the no map, right? No map. No, no, map. no, no map. map. No map. No map. <laughs> I got lost on my way to the toilet. Yeah. I won't find myself. So no. Once Google. 
Once Google Map uh, just said, uh, you have arrived to your destination, and I was just walking to my coffee machine. So, no, no <laughs> map for me. It's not, not no map for me. Uh, so, we're split two for no map and two for regular. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And ju just as a little uh, teaser for those who are watching the YouTube version or the video version of the podcast, the background of the image that you're looking at is... Uh, a bunch of looks like giant uh, box buildings, rectangular buildings. Those are all part of the modular dungeon system that I'm using to replace the those really basic uh, burial chambers and sunken crypts in the game. I actually go in, I delete the standard dungeon, and I replace them with this modular dungeon system, the inside of which is really amazing. So that's what you're looking at here for those of you who are wondering, what is this image in the background? So, Gwen, do we have anything noteworthy going on on the server? Yeah. So, I yesterday was just minding my own business on the resource server, chatting with a few members and playing, uh, filming actually the new, the latest version of Hotel New Womi, which is the hotel that we rebuild every two weeks once we reset the seed on our resource server. Uh, and suddenly, Loki appeared. And decided to unleash drakes and mountain wolves and wolves and cultists onto Hotel Nuomi. So we had madness. to mobilize. Yeah, we had to mobilize community members to come and help and defend our hotel, our community hotel. And uh, and yeah, and and then I think there was a, a motor fight as well, a bit further. And uh, yeah, it was pretty epic. I was filming the whole time. I was just, I was not taking part because I would die immediately anyway. Uh, <laughs> but it was very fun to like watch and see everyone um, defend and uh, organize themselves to uh, against that Loki raid. So yeah, that was uh, quite fun. I think we do it every other week, right? Whenever we're not doing the server reset, usually there's a small raid event or um, a small event on the resource server. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there can be random events um, on the resource server, too. But yeah, we try to do some random event once or twice a week to keep everybody on their toes. And also during the nights, we we have the Undead Journal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that after after I uh, logged off from that server. I saw that there was still some shenanigans happening at nights. Can you tell us about that? Sure. That's the, basically the Undead General, which is one of the, one of the generals of hell. Not Hell, the Christian one, the, the other one, the Lady Hell. And she sent him to basically recruit the Vikings. He's only allowed to walk about when it's nighttime. So people know that during daytime everything is safe, but during nighttime suddenly everyone turns off their tracker markers. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know why, but most people, uh, unless it's Shadow, which just Shadow just refuses to turn off his marker. But everyone else normally just turns off their markers, and I'm, I basically have to hunt them until I find them. <laughs> Take some time. Take some time. But when I do find them, I give them something to play with. That's terrifying. And yeah, yesterday after the event, it was funny because once everything was done, a few minutes afterwards, it was nighttime. I silently slipped into my character oh pants my. and just gave them a little fight of... And dead as well. <laughs> when they thought that it was finally over, when they were finally catching a breath, resting, eating, you hit them with a the second wave. He's a monster. 
No. I know. <laughs> Just don't, don't want them to feel too safe in resource. They'll always have to look over your shoulder. <laughs> Just to be sure. I think the giggly guys are enough, but... <laughs> I'm yeah. I know. <laughs> so, and uh, Morning Darkness, you mentioned the Haunted Sewers POY. Was that on the resource server as well? It was. Had to share a bit more about that, or do you want to sure. I, I, wait so, until yeah. more people have done it? So normally, there's there's a, an adventure event uh, that that Jirok puts together right as we open the new resource server on the the great folding and unfolding. And I tried to get something together, and due to the updates, due to you know having some other troubles. Uh, I didn't have access. I lost all my admin powers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I didn't release the Haunted Sewers until Friday, I think it was. It was either Thursday or Friday. Thursday, I think. Yeah, Thursday. Oh. Yeah. And But I mean, I did I did at least get a chance to, to um, post it. It's funny. One of the players had already found the location, but he wasn't messing with it until it was released. Aww. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was good. It, um, it was a little easy. I think I didn't, I didn't make it hard enough perhaps, but it was much more of a puzzle. It was much more of a maze. Uh, there were definitely tricksy hidden chests. Um, yeah, I I was, I was in there and I really loved it, uh, about the puzzling thing that element it had. It was amazing. The little pathways hidden behind the walls. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I really yeah. like to see that more puzzling uh, POIs. That that's awesome. Okay. Well, and also, you know, I put it right on the edge of the water, so when the waves would come in, your weapons would get unequipped. Yeah, and then there were there were uh, two star leeches everywhere, the so they'd come the and like crawl. surprise yeah. you from behind. So you'd be running around, and all of a sudden, smack! Two star leech gets you. So that I thought that was kind of fun. It was yeah, really fun it, to play in. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun. You did an awesome job. Oh, maybe I'll need to go try that POI then at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and we were with a large group, and that made it maybe a bit too easy. But with all the puzzles, no, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's nice to have different types of POIs as well. I'm not much of a fighter, so I, I, I like the new additions of like hidden chests that you need yeah. to find for relics or the puzzles that you need to solve to get to the next room i i enjoy that bit more than the fighting i must admit so yeah this is a relic yeah this is a relic poi too so you do get mm -hmm. you get the special relic fragments and then you get the yeah so. cool and then uh Jirok, we had uh we mentioned it earlier we had this patch that disturbed things a little bit on our Point little little server for a while, didn't it? Well, yeah, Iron Gate released their patch, and because they changed the save locations uh, for the characters in the worlds in, in a way that uh, was more, I guess, worked better with the uh, cloud saves, uh, they they actually sort of forgot a little bit about how it affected servers. So servers were scrambling, asking, uh, how do I get my server running? My world's missing. And they released one patch, and then they released another patch. So they quickly released, within a few hours, two patches 
to fix uh, to help fix servers. In the meantime, mm-hmm. uh, G Portal was getting the complaints uh, from. I believe they were getting the complaints from their customer base and uh, trying to make changes on their end. So, uh, if I remember right, Condo, one of our admins. Uh, who was trying to get the servers up and running f- so the players, you know, while the players were waiting, uh, G Portal was trying to troubleshoot on their end. So they were cre- manually creating the new world save file, which was called world underscore local, and then putting the files in there. And then when Iron Gate released their patch, it overwrote that file and deleted the file that was in there. So we actually lost our resource server that day, which luckily uh, is the one that resets every two weeks and I think was resetting the next day anyway. So it wasn't that big a deal, but uh, yeah. um, Yeah. We, we did lost a lot of resources because every two weeks, of course, the the hotel gets demolished. And when the new resource server opens up, we build a new hotel and all that was uh, lost. But there were so many people from the community that pitched in and gave materials that was really awesome to see. We all came together to to compensate yeah. for that. Yeah. But luckily, we didn't lose our main playground, which I think the IT got for that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And everyone was, because uh, I, I think we were, <laughs> it happened as Jirok was on holidays. I was away for a work conference. I think MD as well, you were not available. I mean, most of us admins were away, so it was really, really bad timing. And I was keeping an eye on on Discord, like whenever I could. And uh, yeah, thank God for Condo who saved the day yeah. and managed to get yeah. the servers back and running. And I, uh, and and I'm so grateful for the community being so patient with us as we were scrambling around in the background trying to get the servers back up and trying to keep everyone posted on what was going on. And yeah, everyone was being very understanding and uh, and patient. So yeah, in the end, it all worked out. Yeah, I was still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that maybe that was what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was. Yeah, go ahead. I was supposed to reset the resource server. That was my job with Jirok gone <laughs> and Gwen yeah. unavailable. Like I, I, I had signed up for that, <laughs> and then you know, Kondo did all of the work like a superstar. So yeah, yeah, I think he wanted to sleep, but he couldn't. So he really saved the day. Yeah. It was awesome. Yep, yep. So he got to learn a lot about uh, how how that goes in the background, and he ended up having to in, tr- install a few things and and move things around. And when I came back, I, I showed him a little bit more. But yeah, so it's good to have uh, more admins who know how to do that stuff. And you know, eventually, though, uh, for those admins who are interested, we we should probably uh, sit down and show you what the FTP thing is, so you you could potentially save the server too uh, someday yep. if needed but awesome yep thank you condo yeah thanks condo so we're gonna go on and talk about some of the things we like to see changed in game you know these the game is really pretty awesome as is but it is in uh, early access so they're still adding tons of content so they may even address some of these things that we talk about each week but this is just kind of our little wish list of Things that are little quality of life or other things that we would just love to see in the game um, if we had our way. Morning Darkness, what would you like to see changed? Yeah, it's funny. I actually recently asked this of uh, Yurakusla. 
But I would love it if we could keep the blue flowers on the flax. You know, when when they're growing, you know, it's just that normal green look. And then when they're 90% of the way through, they have this beautiful blue flower. And then the minute you come back and it's the crop is ready, it goes, it dries out. Whereas, you know, if if the some of the seed crops are ready, so onions and turnips and carrots are ready, they keep their beautiful flower. And so I really wish that we could have that beautiful blue flower somehow, somehow, like I know function and all of that, but can't. Hmm. I would love that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah I always I, love walking into a plains farm and seeing a whole field of those pretty flowers and wishing that we could actually keep them that way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some option to pick them when they're in whatever state they're in and then they would stay like that, or you could dry them out or something, whatever they, however they want to justify it. We want blue flowers. Yeah. They look awesome. And what about you, Gorth? What was something you would love to see changed? Well, you know how there's so many lovely creatures in Valheim, beautiful, fluffy creatures that you should be able to tame, but for some reason you're limited to only a few. It would be nice to be able to tame more creatures, like, like the like, like the seagull? sea serpents, like a seagull, for example. Yeah, to have more variety of tamed animals. <laughs> yeah, I want a seagull sitting on my shoulder. A black, a black raven from the forest. I would tame one of those. Or Bambi wants a deer. What was that, Bambi? Yeah, I want deer. <laughs> I have tamed deers now, by the way, thanks to a lot of people that gave me them. But uh, yeah, that should be tameable as well. <laughs> And I, then I want like baby deers as well. <laughs> oh yeah, I just like Sorry. them to follow you if 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 it was possible. Not just not just be tamed with mods and stay there for show. Be able to command them like you do a wolf. Yeah, I would lead my army of next to battle. <laughs> coming that, out of the water wasn't that part of the new update though that you can have uh tamed creatures follow you into places like haldor's bubble now yeah the wolves yeah, the wolves can follow just you wolves. and the locks i guess if you're riding if you the locks maybe, maybe. yeah riding yeah following no yeah i don't think and they follow anim the animals should have more commands like both Loxes and pigs should also have commands like the wolf, like follow commands. Yeah. Or sit. <laughs> or sit. Sit, sit would be great for wolves. Like the that wolves. Would be great. Yeah, that yeah. would be great if they just stopped and didn't move, huh? Yeah. Instead of wandering around. Or I heard Gwen wants uh, saddles on pigs, right, Gwen? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. too, too ridiculous. Poor pigs. They're too small. I've done that. Well, I it, know. Oh my goodness. there's a mod for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's not saddles on pigs, Gwen, what would you love to see changed? Um, I know I've said it before, but it really bothers me, and it bothered me again this week as I was <laughs> compiling all the different items, uh, all the different food items and ingredients that you can mount on item stands, and you can put all yes. your carrots, put all your onions put the mushrooms, yada, 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 all the meat types. But the turnip? No. God forbid you want to put a turnip on a table. How dare you? <laughs> that How really bothers me. You. 
It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's the only vegetable. It's the only vegetable. The, the only other things that you can't mount are thistle and dandelions, which are flowers, which kind of makes sense. You don't really, it wouldn't make sense to just like prop them on the table, but you can do it with carrots and onions. So why not the turnips? It's the and, vegetable and, you shall not name. Yeah, I know. And it really bothers me, mostly because of OCD. It's like, it, it's in the same category of vegetables. Why doesn't it work? And someone, I think Baste mentioned that it's perhaps because all the other vegetables you can eat. And it's true that you can only place on uh, item stands cooked items. So items that you can eat. Raw items like raw meat and raw fish, you cannot place. And since you can't, apparently you can't eat uh, raw turnips, that's probably why you can't place it on an item stand. Mm. Maybe something. But it still bothers me. <laughs> something against turnips <laughs> there in the death. Yeah, I mean, like I, I wouldn't eat a raw onion either, but you can place an onion, so you know. <laughs> I mean, I eat raw onions all the time. Yeah, the yellow much. onions or the yeah, red the onions, thinly sliced on a burger, either one. Yeah, okay, on a burger or in a salad. Yeah, just not like you wouldn't chomp at an onion. Like an apple. (laughs) I don't chomp it like an apple. I'll cut it up and just eat pieces of it. Getting hungry now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so that's my my, uh, pet peeve is the the whole turnip thing. I think I might start a campaign. Yeah, to uh, to be able to place turnips on item stands. According to Google, lots of people eat turnips raw. They even say, you know, to peel off the outside and how to do it. So, yeah, I'm sure you can. uh, If you if you um, slice it really thinly, like in a coleslaw type fashion, I'm sure it's edible. So maybe I'll need to have a chat with the, the devs next time they're on and be like, okay, what's the deal with, what's this, this animosity against turnips? Why can't Must they be placed? <laughs> Gwen, I, I think you need to go all in. You need to record yourself eating a raw turnip and say, see, <laughs> let me mount this thing on an item stand, crunch. <laughs> Radish is a turnip, right? No. Oh, it's no. not? Oh, okay. they are different. It's similar. It's a similar, but it's not the same. Okay, vegetable. then I didn't say a thing. Sorry, <laughs> oh, you're fine. <laughs> I know. I was, you here. I was thinking about that Bambi, but but they are different. Okay, Bambi, I promise to cut that out. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not, <Thanks>. not. <laughs> well, Bambi, if you had uh, your way, how would you? What would you change in game? I would really love to see crafting tiers. I like how crafting is uh, all easy now and re- uh, really easy access. You don't have to uh, put a lot of effort in it. But it would be nice if people are uh, committed to like cooking a lot that you can have like different crafting tiers. Like if you don't have any tier, uh, you can still make serpents too. But if you cook a lot, you could make better serpents too. Or cook faster. Yeah, cook faster, something like that. Yeah, mm. that's that. That would be cool. Or, or give it more, yeah, like more health or more stamina. If yeah. you have like a uh, a lot of uh, cooking experience or building or something like that. You know what I'm gonna say, Bambi. There's a mod for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, lots of mods for different things, including the thing that I'm gonna talk about too. Uh, so, uh, 
there's so many models in the game uh, that like the players cannot build or have access to. And as admin, I can spawn them in for players or decorate a, a location uh, or an event with them. And there are two models for every build item in the hammer menu. There's the fully repaired look, which is the standard look when you place a wall or a throne or an iron bars down. But then there's also a slightly damaged look and a very damaged look right before it breaks. And especially like the throne, the whole top, if you've never seen it, the whole top half of the throne is broken off and it's really jagged. It looks really cool. And so many things look really neat. Yeah. Yeah. When they're damaged. So I'd love to have access to those models uh, as admin normally. Uh, I, I can damage as a player or an admin, I can damage the item so that it has that look. But then if something barely touches it, it's going to break it because it's so damaged. I'd love to uh, have the, that full model. So as an admin, I can make it you know invulnerable or have full health with that look because some of those things are so great. Uh, and especially like Halloween or other events, you know, you just imagine you decorating with events and you can use the old broken pieces of each piece. I mean, you could have so many more decorating options. So I'd love to, I'd love to see that. And there is a mod Yere Kusala uh, just created it uh, the the other day. Uh, It kind of works like item stands, all items. So if you have item stand, all items, you can see things mounted to the item stand that normally can't be mounted there. He created a mod so that you can see the wear that's set to the item even when the item is fully repaired or with invulnerable health. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, uh, once he make goes public with that, I'll probably approve that on the server. That said, we're going to talk quickly about our favorite things in Valheim. And this week we're talking about the capes in Valheim. There's quite a few different capes and, um, Mm -hmm. one set of capes that just comes in a bunch of different colors, morning darkness. What's your favorite cape? love the green linen cape uh just that that druid feel for me you know feeling like i can go and and sort of hide in the forest (laughs) oh the druid look yeah that's a it is kind of a foresty green or is it very it's not very bright is it it is bright It, it is much brighter than than really practical but i love it anyway i don't care oh Awesome, awesome. What about you, Gorth? Do you have a favorite cape? Um, I've always been a sucker for the Vox cape. It's the look of it, it looks rugged. And yet it looks cozy at the same time. It yeah. looks uh, very fluffy around yeah. the shoulders. <laughs> it does. I always did like the, the shoulder part of that cape, so yeah, that's always been my, my go-to cape. It looks cuddly. That's <laughs> cuddly. <laughs> Wow, and it's got to be nice to have the uh, frost resistance as an added bonus to its fluffiness, yeah. huh? Yeah, especially with the the out the gear that I normally carry, that has to be my lock, by my cold protection. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you'll you'll never see me without a lockscape. And what about you, Gwen? I always wear the white linen cape. Uh, if it wasn't so popular around on the server. I would probably pick the wolf for a cape because it looks pretty. But since everyone, and also because you've got a dog head next to you at all times, which is, <laughs> you know, kind of creepy and cute at the same time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I use the white linen cape mostly because it gives the same effect as the wolf cape. 
but without the head. Uh, and you can see more of the character's head with it. The problem I have with the Lox cape and the wolf fur cape is that it, it hides half of your character's head. And all you mm -hmm. see is the back of your character's head all the time. So if half of that is hidden, then it just leaves, you know, a bunch of hair at the top and you don't really recognize your character. I, I like, as you can tell, I like character customization. I like looking different from all the other characters and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that's why I like the linen cape because it's nice and uh, discreet. Uh, I do like the troll leather cape as well. But what, mostly because of the color. What I don't like about it is it makes you look like Quasimodo, and also it's like really <laughs> like it's rugged at the bottom. Yeah. yeah, it gives you like a really weird hunchback, and uh, yeah, it looks like it's been sh shredded apart at the bottom. But I like the color. What about you, Bambi? What's your favorite cape? Well, of course, I'm really grateful nobody said a deer cape <laughs> till now. Oh, but I'm yeah, I like answer. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm. I see if you change your answer. Uh, no, I, I really like the uh, wolfer cape because yeah, sorry about the hat. It looks really cool, but cool. And otherwise, the linen cape, uh, not especially any color, but it has so many options to dye. That's something I really like. Oh, yeah. It does have quite a few colors, which, it, you know, there's not a lot of things in game where we can change colors, and the cape is one of them, so. Yeah, and I can say, well, we want more dye, but it has been on a lot of pot uh, himes as well that we need dye. So, yeah, that's why I like the linen cape uh, more. Yeah. Because it has so many options. Yeah, nice. Well, of course, my favorite cape is the cape that I have access to that m most people don't because it's a <laughs> it's a beta tester DLC item and it's the Odin cape. Uh, it's kind of a black color with uh, some runic patterns on it and it has a, it comes with a hood that matches. So, of course, that's my favorite. But if I didn't have access to that, I'd probably pick the wolf cape because it just looks so cool with the uh, wolf head and you know, in real life, I, I would not to go for the real furs and, and whatnot. But if I were living in prehistoric times where you are living off the land, um, uh, then, yeah, then, the, you know, a wolf cape seems like it would be a really cool thing to have. Uh, keep you really nice and warm. And that wolf head, like, I, I actually wonder if they're in some time in the future, they'll give us a wolf cape or another cape that has a hood. I guess it would just be the hood, right? But you could wear that. The wolf. Yeah, you wear the wolf head yeah. on your on your head. I would wear that. I would probably wear that if that if that was an option. If the wolf cape came with a wolf uh, wolf hood, yeah, that would probably be my favorite uh, my favorite cape as well. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to hope that we get a tick cape and then a tick. <laughs> Hood to come with it. No, a tick helmet. <laughs> a tick oh. helmet. Uh, that's funny. With those claws around nope. the face. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> well, before we close out the podcast this week and say a big thank you to our less than 5% of our listeners who get this far, give you a little bonus, interesting facts about us. Um, I'll start as a filmmaker for the last 25 years. I basically, as a producer director, I'm as a producer, you're really just an event organizer. You got to get everything that the that the shoot needs, um, and the money for it, the the people, the locations, the costumes, everything. And so there's just a lot of organizing. And so since I've done that so long, uh, 
in, in real life with my group of friends, I have uh, quite a big group of friends uh, from my local gym and, and, and some others. And every year, you know, so people are so busy with their lives. And since I work from home, um, I have more time usually before I started running Valheim servers. <laughs> now I have no time, but uh, I, so I, I, I organize tons of events for, for our friends and pre pandemic, it was about 10 or 15 events a year uh, and like good size events too. I think one of my biggest events, and these are all friends was like a 47 person camping trip. But then um, our 4th of July parties regularly got over a um, hundred people. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. And now post pandemic, it's it slowed down a little bit, but I, I still do a bunch of smaller events and weekend get togethers and trying to get more bigger events going, but people are still tentative about those. So hopefully things will open up here more as time goes on. And, um, what about, uh, you Bambi An interesting fact you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I'm a semi-pro actress. Ooh. Oh. Uh, I'm not like a, a big celebrity here in the Netherlands, but um, yeah, I do get paid to um, yeah act on stage in theaters. Oh, nice. Cool. How many uh, plays do you take part in every year? Um, I like to do about three because it is a hobby as well. Uh, because in normal life, I am like a school teacher in, oh, no, it's not preschool. It's, how do you call it? Elementary? Elementary. Yeah, thank you. So uh, I don't have a lot of time to do it, uh, like, constantly, make a day job of it. I, uh, I love to be on the stage, uh, not only as an actress, by the way, as a singer as well. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's me. Did you ever marry both on stage and do like a musical? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I have to be honest, as a real uh, uh, playing actress doing plays, um, serious plays, um, <laughs> we kind of do not like musicals. <laughs> uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, because people tend to make musicals about everything i hope you all heard about uh anna frank uh, yes. like the second world war yes. uh anna yes. frank yeah. they made a musical out of that what? i was like no yeah. no oh no and i like greece uh. Uh, uh, as a movie and stuff like that i like i like that but not on the stage no oh, you do have mm -hmm. the sound of music as well which is I love the sound of music uh, during Christmas times on the television, <laughs> but not on stage, though. <laughs> That's no, funny. I do more serious uh, parts. The, uh, I, I really am not a big fan of musicals on screen, but uh, a musical on stage, I will. I, I am more you know, attentive to because there's these people right in front of me doing stuff, right? That's like That's live, true. but yeah, on TV, I, I tune out right away when people start singing <laughs> on stage. I think you have to, uh, be really, uh, yeah. Make sure you have the right theme, like Lion King on stage as a musical 
that's fine. Yeah. But Anne Frank, no. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like musicals are more suited for lighthearted stories. Having said that, I would say things like Les Miserables, which is uh, absolutely not a comedy and not a fun no, story. It's no. derived from a book, a great book. Yeah. Um, but those can kind of work too. But yeah, I agree. There's certain things that you probably don't want to put on, you know, a musical. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I see. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say I see musicals as being kind of maybe the modern version of and the more uh, approachable version of an opera because opera is a thing. It's like singing on stage. There's maybe less acting. Yeah. Uh, and less moving around, but it is still a story that's being told in songs. So, you know, musicals have they part, their part uh, on the on the stage. And I'm always mostly super impressed by how the actors can not only sing incredibly, but also dance and move around for like two hours straight and still <laughs> sing at the same time. It's like, it blows my mind how they can do that. So much uh, practice and training, I'm sure. Yeah, and sometimes it's playback as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So I'm sure sometimes they do take That's short. Just an thing, but uh, yeah. So, what about you, Gwen? What's an interesting fact about you? Well, it's funny because every time you uh, talk about some of the your interests, I'm like, hey. <laughs> I have the same. So I am known in my group group of friends as well to be the dedicated event organizer. Um, I love. I love a good party. I love a good theme party. I love to dress up. So just like you, Jirok, I'm the main person that people go to a couple of weeks before Halloween to be like, hey, so Halloween's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Are you are you are you doing something? Or um so so yeah, I, I have that as well. I funnily enough, I also kind of organize events in my real life, real job. Um, but it's, uh, not this, not as fun. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a, yeah, it's corporate events for clients. Yeah. So it's not, it's not as fun, but, um, I have a, a couple of years ago started a kind of side passion project that I have put on hold because of the pandemic. But I thought to myself, since I love organizing events and big parties and like bring lots of people together to have fun around a theme or something. Um, I have started organizing like much bigger and public events. I've done three of them. Um, one actually was a Halloween party and we, we hired out the uh, beautiful hall in my, the town I live in, which has a, it's like a concert hall and it's Victorian. It's beautiful. It's got a great organ that we actually got a person to play on and it was Halloween. So we themed it around like a ball of vampires and we had the person play um, the Dracula theme <laughs> on the organ. I mean, it was, the whole thing was, Aww. was pretty cool. And, uh, and yeah, so I've done that just kind of as a side project for fun. Um, the big thing is I, I, I really love immersive events. And so for each of my events, it's not only a party with a theme and people dressing up, but there's also like a set of actors that play a certain role and engage with the audience and so on. So, uh, yeah, that was really fun to organize. I still get lots of people asking me, when's the next one? <laughs> but because of many things, because of uh, things being busy in life outside of that, and also because of the pandemic, I kind of put that on hold for a bit. But it might come back. We'll see. Maybe I'll do a Viking-themed event at some point. Who knows? Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah. You have to let us know when that's going down so we can buy plane tickets. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, what about you, Garth? So, yeah, I've got a, a, an odd fact about me. Um, ever since about the beginning of 2020, when everything started to go down, I got a bit scared, as everyone did. And basically what I did, I started preparing myself in case stuff does really go down, down completely. So I, I don't have a bunker or anything like that, obviously. I'm not that wealthy. So, but I do just get everything prepared just in case something happens. I can basically lock myself in a house and survive for about three months. Yeah, they do say it's good to have, you know, some some amount of uh, water supply handy and yep. canned and dried foods just in case like a power infrastructure or something goes down you 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 want to be able to support yourself on, yep. you know while the government and, for, and everybody gets things running again right exactly and for us it's it's something super weird nowadays but 100 years ago it was common day practice we just let go of that, and we became so dependent on the system that in case something happens and we're cut off, we're going to be headless chicken, most of us. Well, I'm probably going to be as well, but <laughs> I'll, try to, I'll try to be a headless chicken with a backpack already. <laughs> Sounds well, like funny. a good idea. I don't know if it happened in uh, where you guys live, but uh, here in the UK, the first month of the pandemic, there was this kind of panic mass panic that drove people to stock up and pile up on pasta toilet and toilet paper <laughs> yeah. yeah and so there was like for weeks and weeks a shortage of toilet paper uh as well as a few other things and i think that well that was a bit s silly and ridiculous but it did drive a lot of people to think about hmm okay well if if we do have infrastructure problems or um like shipping problems like we had um during the pandemic and and so on or, or like if there's a fuel shortage or something like that how do we get the stuff that we normally do and so on so i think you're not alone in that yeah um just in case i hope it i never have to use any of that that's the best case scenario but you never know so if there's a, an apocalypse uh, we need to all head to gorth's house so he can feed us <laughs> Just make yeah. sure you, you identify yourselves first while coming up the woods because, you know, oh accidents happen. Right, yeah, you don't actually know who any of us is. Yeah. The, the, the password will be, I'll knock on your door and I'll say, Gorth, give me the business. <laughs> the toilet paper business. Yeah. And Gorth has gone silent two years ago because he lost his earring doing gunshots into the moon by himself in the mountain. Oh, that's funny. But to be honest, aren't we all prepping in some way uh, with stupid uh, shopping things? Yeah. <laughs> like my husband is always uh, getting uh, rice. Yeah. The rice is a necessity. Yeah, well. You cannot uh, run out of rice. We're, we're making a, a dish with rice. Oh, do we have rice in the basement or do we need new rice? So when he's always taking rice. Big tip, salt. Salt is super cheap. <laughs> yeah. Salt is yeah. one of the cheapest commodities there is. In case everything goes down, it's going to be the, the, the most sought out for commodity of them all. Because you can yep. preserve food with that. Yeah. You yeah. don't have a fridge, how are you going to preserve your stuff? Salt. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but I know my, my mother-in-law was the same thing with uh, with a creamer on the on the coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, I mm, do I still have creamer in the house, or don't I have? <laughs> Or do I not have it anymore? End so of the world choices. Creamer. That's so end of the world choices. You need to yeah. have creamer at the end of the. That's a necessity so she, for her. So she has creamer for like yeah for everybody in the whole world. <laughs> the end of the world is here right now. <laughs> well, morning darkness. Can you tell us an interesting fact about you? So funny. I had a different one planned. And then after the Cape conversation and the, the Doomsday Prepper conversation, <laughs> I actually have a different one for you all. All right. What is it? <laughs> Go for it. So I have made a real life uh, rabbit fur lined cape with rabbits that I have processed myself. Mm. I, I have a friend who is a prepper. And so he teaches classes on how to raise your own rabbits for, for food. And he teaches you a really wonderfully ethical class on how to how to do that. And I've always been the kind of person where I don't really eat food unless I'm willing to have gone out and prepped it myself. So I, I limit myself to certain foods based on that. But that's you know just a personal preference. So for instance, I'll never I'll never eat pork because I'm not willing to ever go out and slaughter a pig myself. That's your business. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I've actually processed rabbits and I've used their fur to stitch into a cape and kept myself warm. And I actually know how to go out and forage for um, herbs and vegetables out in the wild and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So between Goth and his stockpiling of uh, of stuff and MD who knows how to forage. We, I think we're in safe hands uh, should the end of the world happen. <laughs> we should be able to all build a house at least. I hope. Oh yeah. Wait, oh, yeah. not if I don't have a hammer. <laughs> and a workbench. Work work yeah, someone's got to bring <laughs> a workbench. A covered workbench. <laughs> I have a level 10 hammer, so that yeah. shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Let's go. We can survive the underworld. We're good. We're good. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, it was yeah. good to be back. Thanks for having me. That's it for now. Have fun out there. Thank you for listening to Podheim, Jirox Valheim podcast. We have new episodes coming out every Friday. And if you enjoyed listening, please support us by subscribing to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a rating and a review to help more Vikings find us. We also have a Patreon with perks for supporters like behind the scenes discussions, exclusive content, and segments that are edited out of the main podcast. And if you'd like to join our friendly Discord community, We have more than a thousand people there. Just go to discord.gg slash Viking. If you'd like to play on my Valheim servers, just go to my website at jirokthevikings.com and submit an application. I'd like to give a huge shout out to my supporters, some of them on Patreon, the YouTube membership, and the ones who help boost our Discord server. Your support means the world to me and inspires me to make more videos, as well as run a community Discord and multiple Valheim gaming servers. If you enjoy my videos and would like to support my work, join our friendly Discord community and Valheim servers, links can be found in the description below. Skull!